Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Locker Room Talk Uncut. I am Drew Garrison in the locker room with Chad Penrod. Today, we're going to go over what we've seen from the UD Flyers. Uh, The NFL scouting combine kicking off this week. We'll give you the players that we would want to put on our teams from the AFC West. Uh, Also going to get into who the top five NBA players of this year are. And then going into some questions from our listeners that we got via Facebook. So, Chad, let's get this thing rolling, man. First off, the University of Dayton Flyers up to number four in the country. Wowzers. 17 straight victories, too. Man, that was uh, me and you. A lot of the listeners that you know listen to you know listen to the last episode. No, we went to the game last Saturday um, against God, uh, Duquesne. Duquesne. Baby. Duquesne. Um, and uh, what a performance uh, Dayton had, especially in the in the second half. You know, they, first half was scary. First half they scared me because it's like the, the defense was just awful. A step slow. Well, I wouldn't say all. I mean, yeah, awful. I would say awful because um, they should have probably blowed uh, blowed them out. Uh, but yeah, man, that that was fun. That atmosphere, that uh, how they've redone the building, and beautiful, and uh, man, just a, a great time. That was a super fun time. Yeah, man, and you know, getting down there, kind of, we got there pretty early, like to see all the build up, man, and it's like, okay, there's not that many people here, but man, right at game time, just packed to the brim. I mean, I didn't see an empty seat. Tickets for that thing were going up to 118 bucks, but luckily us with our high profile sports media credentials, we were able to get in for free. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, very respected members of the media, so they wanted us there, but man, packed to the brim. It rivals some of the experiences you see at some of these other bigger schools that you watch on TV. Now, I haven't been to a lot of those, but I mean, just as hype, just as much, you know, energy, just as much, just as as nice as of, of a facility as I think that you can see. And Obi Toppin, man, holy shit. Yeah, I, you know, I was waiting for you to bring that up. He is, I've seen a few college basketball games um, in my life, you know, nothing too big. But my God, he is by far the best college basketball player that I've ever watched live. Oh yeah, live. what was his numbers again? 20, 28 points, uh, seven boards, and I think he dunked the ball like six. No, times. I no, I think he had a double double, didn't he? Did do you remember the stats on that? Um, well, I I know I, I caught it walking out, um, you know, because they were kind of doing some some talking over the PA and kind of announcing some stats. Um, he uh. I don't know, man. He was just all over the court. I remember, like, before the game, I'm like, all right, you know, is this guy going to hit threes? And he did. Uh, I mean, I think he had, like, four or five of them. So, I mean, he was doing it all, man, the defensive end, uh, making a presence uh, as well. So, it was really very fun to see him in person. Yeah. Um, um, me, you know, me personally seeing him, dude, that looks like a top five uh, NBA pick. He does. Man, in, in the draft. That dude, he, he was balling out of his mind. He I, just energy, man. Just energy, energy, energy. And yeah, I mean, our big question going in, you know, was he could he hit that three shot consistently, man? And he was nailing the three shot, you know, alley oops, um, you know, dunking it. I mean, he was doing everything. And uh, like I said, I've never seen a college basketball player live 
that good. And I don't even think it's close to what I've seen. And and I even seen uh, I'm I'm gonna throw this name out there, man. I seen Luke Kennard play live at yeah. UD. Yeah, we I, went to I, that. And I don't think that I don't think Luke at this point. Now I'm not saying. You know, either is going to be better in the NBA. You know, I mean, that's a. Oh, he's going to be better than Luke. That, that's in a NBA. tough. Yeah, I mean, that's a tough league. But you know, at that point in college, um, I'm sorry. Um, at, at that point at UD, I would say Obi Topin is is definitely um, better at Luke Kennard. Yeah, and, and the the numbers he played 37 of 40 minutes, so he didn't sit the bench. Shot 11 for 16, three of five from three. I felt like he hit more threes, honestly. Um, seven rebounds. Um, one block, one steal. So I mean, just the numbers don't even show the the stamp that he put on that game in yeah. my eyes. Um, I, I I couldn't believe just I don't know how effort, effortless it looked. And you know, Duquesne has a good program; they have a good history um, out there in Pennsylvania, but not you know huge competition. That's still my kind of eh. Let's wait and see. But yeah, I mean, they got their last home game. Well, they then they just squeaked by George Mason. What yeah, was that last night. Um, yeah, Tuesday night they they did. They they snuck by George Mason. It was a little bit closer than I would like to have seen. So it makes me wonder how long they can ride it out. But either way, man, seventeen straight is impressive. They're, yeah. Oh, definitely. They're kind of at um, a stage where um, I you know I hate to say this because I don't ever want to see any of my teams lose. You know, and I would love to see them win the you know the Atlantic Ten championship. Right. But would you like to see them lose just to get that monkey off their I back know before they go into the playoffs? I would like them to do it before they go into the A ten tournament if it's going to happen. Um, and you were right, actually. Uh, Twenty eight points, uh, seven rebounds, three assists. So you it, were right there. If uh, the, the numbers just don't even show the, the stamp he had on the game to me, um, if they're going to drop the game, I'd rather it be in the regular season. Yeah, um, you yeah. know, get get it out of your system Friday night. Even yeah. uh, you know, Dick Vitale is going to be there at UD Arena. Yeah, we just that's seen awesome. that man. That's 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 big. I mean, you're doing some pretty big shit when Dick Vitale's going to be the announcer of your game. Yeah, absolutely. So if they are going to drop one, let's get it out of the way early. Go win the A10, and then go into the uh, the, the tournament with that conference championship yeah. confidence. Yeah. Um. You know, you don't want them to lose, but I, I understand what you're saying. And I saying. understand the streak, and you know, keeping it going. You know, in the Atlantic Ten uh, uh, conference championship and all that. But dude, you know, they're they're playing a little sloppy at points, mm-hmm. you know, but they are obviously they're winning, they're beating teams they should. But you I mean, you start after that first second round bored. man, you you yeah, exactly. After that first and second round in the in the in the March Madness tournament, um no room for error. Yeah, you I mean, you're going to have to be perfect. Um last thing I want to say on, you know, on on Dayton before we switch uh topics here. Uh last home game is Friday against Davidson, so if you haven't been down there and you got your uh, chance, this is for the listeners. You got a chance to get some tickets. Go down there and 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 root them on, man, because we might not never see another Dayton team like this because this team is is really really good, special, man. And you're right. They're, I mean, they're definitely doing much more than that that Elite Eight team from a few years ago did. Um, they were kind of more of a surprise once they got into the tournament. So right. it'll be it'll be uh, good to see how this they... team's definitely better than that team. Oh yeah, yeah. As much as I love my boy Scoochie Smith, um, but I, it, it's going to be interesting to see because now they have the expectation, they have the the clout that they've earned. 
how do they carry that in? The last UD team was like underdog story. You know, we're scrappy. We're going to, you know, knock these guys off. So you got some expectations on your shoulder. You're in the top five of the country. Number four, I mean, you're ranked higher than teams like Duke, who laid a fucking egg against Wake Forest. Yeah, unfortunately, um, I don't think we're going to make it very far. Yeah, I'm as not. Far as Duke goes. If Trey Jones isn't on, we're in trouble. Um, Just young. Yeah, so uh, lots of good stuff, man. March Madness is going to start ramping up. Cannot wait. Um, always just tv after tv and just all day long so uh we'll have plenty more on the flyers we'll keep following them we'll be tuned in tomorrow night to get the lowdown on the matchup against davidson that is tomorrow shit yeah is tomorrow yeah so uh Uh, yeah but you know just to end it here you know just like i said i'm gonna repeat it if if you get a chance and you can grab a ticket for cheap or however you can get a ticket if you can afford it Go down there and cheer on uh, the Flyers, man. It's a, it's a great time. Yeah, you won't regret it, man. It's a good time. You kind of want to, uh, you know, stick to to basketball here with it being, uh, you know, basketball season. Um, a lot of a lot of listeners asked us who our top five current NBA players are. So this Ooh, isn't, yeah, this 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 isn't top five ever, you know. So this is the top five current active players, um, active players in the NBA right now. Um, and I'm gonna let you go first on this one here. Who, let's start with your uh, number one. Who's your number one uh, current, the the best player in the NBA right now? Well, I'm if wanna... you're building a team, who who would you take one if there was a fantasy draft? Well, that's that's different too. If I'm building a team because I'm looking to the future, but what I want to ask before we get into it, are we taking injury into account? Yes. Or... Yes. You okay. Got to. Because KD would probably be my one if I'm building a team right now. Yeah, I'm going with you. Number one, I'd have KD, that uh, that's that, that seven-foot wingspan, you know, when he can just – his jumper, seven-foot jumper. But he, um, he's, he's got the personality of a fucking bitch. Yeah, too, but though. offensively, probably the – yeah, I, I would say definitely the best offensive player in the league, um, and he's coming on defensively, you know. Yeah. I mean, you know, in a length – I guess he's kind of learning how to finally use his arms and, you know, you know, block shots and you know, be. No, I would, yeah, maybe a lockdown defender. Um, there are times close you know, to it. Yeah, yeah I've I seen mean, him do it in big moments. Yeah, I mean, he he plays great D in uh, in uh, big moments. But yeah, I'm going uh, with you. I'm Kevin Durant uh, first. But if if we're if we're taking the injured guys out though. Is that what we're doing? Or are we saying he he would be in it? Like I would take a flyer on him if I'm building a team now, recovering from the, the yeah Achilles. yeah yeah. I mean okay, um, yeah. So that would probably be one would be KD, um, just a seven footer that can shoot from anywhere on the floor. As you said, he's coming along defensively. I don't like his personality much at times. I think he's kind of bitchy. I think he kind of soft at moments, and but then, tries too hard to be hard on the court where yeah the cameras are on. I I know what you're saying. Yeah, try like. He cares what people think oh, enough to make definitely. a fake Twitter account. Exactly. Yeah. But then he gets on the court and and he just touching on that. And I won't go too far into it. But LeBron went to the Heat and embraced that villain role, and I think he did it well. I think KD went and overdid it a little bit because like you're going to a seventy three and nine team. Chill the fuck yeah, out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that was definitely. I don't. It's hard to count his his rings. And and Golden State, right? I mean, it's, right. it's definitely hard to do. Um, with that being said, I still think he's you know the best player in the NBA, even though he hasn't even played this year. I think he's going to come back and just dominate the league, and that's why you know we've talked before. It's like if you want your championship, get that now because next year, you know, 
Kevin Dan Kevin Durant is up with Kyrie and hard telling what else they'll get. Kyrie's also a and, bitch. Yeah, and, and it's gonna be <laughs> Kyrie's just weird. He's weird as mind. fuck. All right, so uh, who are you taking second? So two, looking at building my future, my franchise for the future from this point forward. Um, I gotta go Giannis. I gotta go with the Greek freak. I mean, as soon as, he's starting to get it, but man, as soon as he develops a consistent outside shot, holy shit! Yeah. Second, uh, we're gonna we're probably flipped here. Second, I'm actually gonna take Kawhi Leonard. Um, I, I, I and I, it's definitely close, super close there. <clears throat> but because of the reason what you said, Kawhi has a jumper. He can hit the three. Um, Not I mean, on my you, fucking two K. I mean, you, you, you seen you seen it uh, in the in the in the All Star game. I know it's just an All Star game, but shit, he was like nine for thirteen from yeah from three. Um, MVP, you know, on the All Star game where they're actually trying this year. Um, you know, and obviously that don't mean nothing. But you know, Kevin Durant wasn't playing either. But right. Um, yeah, I, I just Kawhi. You know, they both play defense. Kawhi just to me separates a little bit with that jumper. Oh, he 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 still plays better defense than than KD. He can he'll lock down your best player on any uh, night. Oh yeah, you know LeBron hates when he guards him. Oh yeah, Kawhi didn't make two for me just on the simple fact of he he's what twenty six I want to think twenty six twenty eight, but he's so he's young, but he. The injury concerns are still lingering a little bit. I mean, is the, it is it, is it an injury or is it load management? Load like, management, though. What are you protecting yourself from? I, I just LeBron's thirty. I just five and plays that, every night. I think that they see. I think that the Clippers just see that how loaded that team is, and it's just getting them there together with. Kawhi and and PG and, and just being ready for the playoffs. You better have some time to gel first because we've talked about this. How long that the NBA season is? I mean, you don't have to play every game. I mean, and Kawhi, the the load management thing's one thing. I I I don't particularly like it, but he's got an he's got this this aura about himself of you know the humble guy, the robot, the quiet, show no emotion. But dude, we saw this summer. Own the fact that you're a fucking superstar diva just like everybody else. But with the load management, the fact that he's not going to play in many back-to-backs and he takes a lot of nights off, knowing that about him and that was part of his free agency decision, any team in the league would say, sure, that's fine. Don't get me wrong. But I'm just going to take the guy that hits the floor every night in Giannis, who's a little bit younger. Um, Also, a little bit more of a personality and a little bit more marketable for my team going forward, too. I love Giannis, definitely. I, I just... I mean, we can go kind of go back to the load management thing here. Like they're still third in the West, and he yeah. and he hasn't played a ton of games. One, what, isn't it one game behind? No, they're a few games now behind uh, Denver. You know, but uh, actually, yeah, a the team coming on right now is Houston, five straight, only one game behind the Clippers. Now, how interesting does that get? And what I mean by that, um, and, and I don't want to get off of topic here, but you know, we can hit on this for a second. Uh, what if? What if the Rockets pass the Clippers, and then what you're setting yourself up for is a uh, four and five matchup, and then the Lakers possibly see the Clippers in the second round, if what the Rockets are doing keeps working like it is now, I mean, man, you're talking about some some uh, some good playoff basketball there in the second round. Well, if I'm the Lakers, give me the Clippers as early in the playoffs as possible. I don't um, want to see him at all. 
Well, they're they're gonna have to if they yeah, want I mean, to get to where they're yeah, going until the Western Conference because Finals. The Clippers beat Houston in five. Oh man, because it's gonna. I mean, it's the Clippers gonna, beat Houston. It's in five. gonna be a shit storm if the Lakers get taken out in the second round. Well, the Clippers, I think, care more this year about beating the Lakers in the playoffs than they do about anything else, including winning a championship. Steve Ballmer wants his own building. He wants to not be the guys paying rent in Staples Center. They they want to see the Lakers in the Western Conference that Finals. That might be right from a you know from a from a um, an owner's standpoint, but you can't tell me guys like you know Paul George and even Kawhi and you know Lou it's Lou Williams, man. You can't Lou tell Williams me that deserves those guys one. don't want a ring. No, no, you're right. Over but, just beating the Lakers, I think I think. You're right from an owner's standpoint, but from a player's standpoint, I don't think no way. If it happens to where the the Rockets pass the Clippers and the seating goes out that way, the Clippers beat the Rockets in five to six games. Probably, yeah. Pretty easily. I think Kawhi takes Harden away. Mm-hmm. Westbrook can't hit shots enough, and they got no Westbrook size. Westbrook has been balling. And they got no games. size. Um, um, so third, what, you're going Kawhi, or, or how's that? I would, I would, yeah, I would probably go with Kawhi yeah, at three. Third, I'm going, I'm going Giannis. Like I said, that's that's close. Yeah, it, it's not far off. Um, I also may have to disclose that I'm still a little bit bitter about how Kawhi did the whole thing because I think he kind of strung the Lakers along and fucked them over <laughs> and used them as leverage for the Clippers to go get somebody. Um, you know, players and all that have come out that's and said what that they do. They though. were, they were, they actually, he was very, very close to signing with the Lakers, but. Yeah, Kawhi third. I mean, he's he's still gonna score. He's still gonna lock your best defender down. Um, you know, on he he doesn't have the personality or whatever, but also he's not gonna get you in any trouble with any stupid shit he says. Right. Um, never had any trouble off the court. Plus, he's got a nice laugh. Um, <laughs> to be an outburst, <laughs> I think is yeah. what Kevin Hart said. Um, so yeah, that that would probably be three for me. And then um, number four. I'm going with LeBron James, obviously, even at his age. And I think maybe age is a big reason why at this point in the NBA, and don't get me wrong, LeBron's still carrying the Lakers and carrying teams even as, what is he, 35, 30, 34, 35, oh, something like fuck. that. Um, he's still carrying a team. He's still in great shape. I mean, he takes care of his body better than any athlete ever. ever. He's inspired um, and, younger generations. Yeah, and I don't even think that—that's not even arguable. Um, but you know, fourth, I just—you know—I just think those other those other three guys are better at this point. Um, for instance, you know, you can see Giannis and you can see Kawhi when they guard LeBron. He just—he wants to be a fucking jump he, shooter. All yeah, of a well, he just—he's not the same player. I mean, it's he's a, scared. Uh, yeah, I mean it's hard to say LeBron James is scared, but I watch LeBron yeah, James be scared. I mean, it's, it's I watch tough every to Lakers say game. something else, but yeah, I mean I have LeBron four, and this isn't no diss to LeBron. Obviously, LeBron won the Cavs championship, um, but yeah, I, I don't think he's as good as the other three. But obviously, he's still a top five player. I think you can make an argument that he's still the best player in the league. But I, I building think, a team the way LeBron we're talking. I think LeBron fans are, will, will I'm say I'm not a LeBron is. fan. No, I'm saying that I think LeBron, he's also right. on your team. Right. Like, like I would be I would be probably a little biased if he was still on the Cavs. But, you know, but building a team-wise, that's fair. Um, I'm actually not even going to put him at four, though. because And maybe I'm just looking at it from more of a long-term perspective. Um, you know, maybe that's – Something that I shouldn't do, but in the, in the way that I'm thinking about it, Luca, Luca at four, 
Nah, dude, me. he's a fucking killer, dude. Nah, he's don't get me wrong. Luca's going to be a baller, and he's only nineteen years. And old. his mom is hot, <laughs> but not yet. I mean, if you're there already, not yet. I don't have him in my top five. I think well, and I'm I'm looking at it different because top five is different than the guys that if I'm starting a team today. So, man, Luca's a fucking killer, man, and he's he's relatively cheap right now. I could build around him for a couple years. You've um, been watching my two K team too much, man. Shit. <laughs> Too much, but no, I love Luca, man. I think he's a killer. No, Luca's a he's baller, a cold dude. blood. Just, I just, I don't know. I think he's going to be there for a long time. And building a team, I'm going to go there. Um, at five, at his advanced age of 35, um, I will still take LeBron. Yeah. Um. um I, okay. Dude, did go. you see the picture he posted on Instagram of Duncan on Josh Hart? And Josh Hart's face is literally on his dick. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, they call it a mushroom stand. If suck my dick was a person, <laughs> that was it. But I mean, he's playing point guard this year effectively um and that's something that i i think was was hyped up when he was getting the calves to the finals every year over the last couple of years but man his passing i think has been overshadowed a little bit he still puts the ball on a dime man from a guy that big the comp, the, the comp to me is magic johnson with him yeah um but you know the way that he can Still pass the ball, still get to the rack when he wants to. Sometimes I think he's a little too passive, and I don't know why. And it could be certain guys guarding him. Um, I think he tries to force feed AD a little bit too much, too. I don't know if that's like a, hey, we're in this together, sign that contract this summer, what that is. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, they should be about winning. And he's playing defense this year at a level that I personally haven't seen him play it at. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, and and – Again, looking at it from the aspect of building a team, LeBron's got power in the NBA. Oh yeah, that you know, with Rich Paul and Clutch Sports and all that. So if That's I'm about the, if it, it's like the only power I've seen him have since he's been in the NBA because nobody's really wanted to play with him. You know, I, I, it seems that way anyway. I don't know if just shit's and, just weird for sixteen year or sixteen seventeen however long he's been in the NBA and shit's just not shit just don't work. But man, I just. I mean, there's just players that just do, do not want to play with LeBron. I mean, he had to go to Miami, and then he went back to the Cavs, um, you know, and Kyrie, Kyrie was already there. Um, and then uh, – He wanted away. Yeah, Kyrie wanted away. Love came. You know, Love was willing to play them, but Love's not even – I wouldn't have him, you know, top 10 or 15 players in the NBA. Um, my fifth – Bring back fat Kevin Love with the line beard. That's what we need. <laughs> my fifth should be – anybody that knows me knows where I'm going with this – um, the beard, James, <sighs> James Harden is just to me the most overrated player in. I don't the know NBA. how you guys can eat. I don't know how you guys can say that, but he is the second best scorer in the NBA, only to Kevin Durant. It's because he gets nine steps on every shot attempt. A and we argue about this all the time. Um, you know, me, this could be me, a whole episode. Oh, this could be. A, this could be. <laughs> this could last forever. Um, I say that he's he's uh, changed the game. You know, and they laugh at me, but. Um, from a foul standpoint, now you know I'm not going to say he did it from his play, you know, his play on the court. But from a foul standpoint, um, that you know he's constantly getting fouled, you know, constantly, so or, or he's getting the calls, you know, with his with his uh, what, what the fuck, what's the word? I Come mean, off a screen, get up under somebody's arm, and go up for a shot. Yeah, like get the fuck yeah, out but, of here. But here's my thing, and and I've said this, I've never said this on the podcast, but I've said it. Um, I don't like how Harden is treated. 
Because, and you'll be like, what? What? He gets the most calls. Yes, he does. But come playoff time, he's used to those calls and he doesn't get those calls. I get it. It's playoff basketball. It's a different it's a different time. You're playing for a championship. They can't give you all the corny shit. And I will admit some of those are corny. Cornball. But why? Why call it in the regular season if you're not going to call it in, 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 in the uh, playoffs? You've made him transition his game to getting these fouls. And come playoff time, he doesn't get the foul calls. Well, if he's a top five player in the NBA, he should be able to overcome not getting the calls and still will his team to wins. They had the fucking. We're talking. We're yeah, but because uh, I mean he is constantly leading that team to a tur to, to, to a two or three seed. I think yeah, last year was a one, right? Or was it the year before? Uh, uh, they, they might have been yeah, because, the one because last they had year. The one, didn't they have the one over Golden State? They, they may have because there was um, some infighting. That, going but on that's what I'm State. saying. He's leading the team. I mean that's it. I mean in the regular season. Yeah, in the regular season, but. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of guys that are not doing shit in the playoffs. No, that's that's very true. I just when it comes to Harden, I just those foul calls are so cheap. And man, they had then they shouldn't get they, it to him. They had Golden State on the ropes. Yeah, and they couldn't in the finish. playoffs. Lost Chris Paul. I will say that. But the the closeout With game and Chris that, Paul, they win that game. Yeah, but in that closeout game, they were still right there. Yeah, I just and haven't they, seen and Harden. they missed twenty two threes in a row. Yeah, I haven't seen Harden put him on his back like he should when it matters most and that bothers me and I I guess I I would agree with you to an extent okay if you're going to call it in the regular season call it in the playoffs or don't call it at all right but I I, I just don't like that but getting used to it in the regular season I get but in the postseason man you gotta if you're if you want to be that guy you want to be a top five NBA player put that shit on your back and let's roll yeah, no, I mean, I can see your guys' – I just think he's fucking corny. So many. I'm not, I'm one of the only Harden fans that I know. But Give me Russ I, over Harden. Oh, my God. You're fucking crazy. You are You are fucking crazy. Um, Wow. That, that, that. I, no, seriously. I, I just – I know Russ isn't in the, the, the great shooter, but no I like his game more. <laughs> I think he attacks the game more. Hell I think he'll no. run through a motherfucker's face more. You can't sit here more. and call Harden overrated and not call – come on. Russ isn't overrated. So was Russ on the team with Kevin Durant when they gave up that three one lead? Yeah, he absolutely was. Okay, it's what has Russ did since KD's left? I think he might have made he the playoffs. Hasn't won a playoff won game, a playoff series. How many has Harden won? Come Several. on, that's Several. Argu- argument over. Eh, I don't think argument so. over. You can't say you can't you can't shit on Harden. And then Harden's had talk a lot about how good Westbrook. Harden's how, had a lot more help in Houston than than Russ did after KD left. Well, I mean, Stephen Adams. Who who else eh. was on that team? Good question. Oh, exactly. Come on. Now you if, like Dennis Schroeder and shit. Dennis Schroeder's good. Come on, man. Dennis Schroeder nice. is nice. Not playoff good. Now you. We're I mean, you, I mean, you're you're comparing this to like Trevor Ariza and fucking Dennis Schroeder's no bum compared Capella? to Trevor Ariza. Yeah, Capella, but he had Stephen Adams. Stephen Adams isn't all that good. He gets rebounds. I, That's about I, it. I would. I might take. It would be close between Stephen Adams and Capella. I mean, you're yeah, talking. It'd, it'd be neck and close. neck. Yeah. It just. I'll give you, you that. Yeah, I mean, you can't you can't just shit on Harden and then hype up Russell Westbrook. To me, that's just no. And Russell run it. through your mother. Now, don't get me wrong. Russell Westbrook is a better athlete, but he can't shoot like Harden. You know, there, there you know, there's a lot of things he can't do like Harden. Maybe I just like the player type better because Russell run through your fucking face. Harden's gonna try to get up under your arm and then pull up. Yeah, I mean, I like I like Russell's attitude. You don't give a shit who you are. You know, he'll fight the fans. Oh yeah, yeah. He don't give a shit. <laughs> I'm just saying. Come on, man. Don't don't 
Don't do that to my boy Harden. Ah, fuck James Harden. All right, so uh, hoops, man, we're done with that for the day. Let's uh, let's talk some NFL. Um, AFC West, uh, the, the listeners really like this segment where we kind of break down the division, the best players from that team, uh, or from that division on those teams that we would like to put on, uh, our respective teams. Chad. No, you're built. What's going on is you're building a team. I'm taking the best player. Well, available. yeah, that's true. You I might like, have to trade a lot, especially the receivers. I got to trade a lot of receivers. But. He's got eight top receivers on his team, but so Chad, the Cleveland Browns, who are you putting on the Cleveland Browns from the Los Angeles Chargers. I'm glad I didn't call them San Diego because I still do it a lot. There's a lot of good players. There are, actually. You know, over there, you know, you got Melvin Gordon. You know, um, Austin Eckler isn't even bad. You got Keenan Allen. I could take another receiver. Some, God damn. <laughs> some, you know, uh, They're playing linemen now. Right. Um, I'm going to go with um, – I'm, I'm going to get some secondary help back there in the back and uh, – I'm going to go with Darwin James. Stud. Darwin James is a stud. I mean, I know he's been injured a little bit here, but you want to talk about, you know, a guy in the back end of your secondary that won't only just knock somebody out, but, you know, track down the ball, make tackles. Um, and he hits super, like a linebacker. Oh, yeah, and, and super young. Um, I love Darwin James' game. Um, and – you know, the Chargers are one of those teams, man. It's just like they get rattled with injuries every single every year. year. It's somebody. And and Darwin James is on the list of, you know, guys that's been injured. But, you know, injuries aside, and like I said, they got a lot of, you know, good players on that team. But I'm going with Darwin James. Yeah, hard to argue with that. Um, I, I don't even want to say this because I know what's going to come after it. You going to take a Buckeye? I gotta go, Joey Bosa. I mean, yeah. I and any time that I give any kind of credit or say that I would want a Buckeye player on my team, it was like he's a closet Ohio State fan. Oh my God, no! I've said it before and I'll say it again. When they hit the pros, I separate. I separate. You have to separate it. My college loyalty stops where the NFL draft begins. Yeah. So. I mean, Don't get me wrong, I'll still follow some Buckeyes around, but it's like, but when one of your, for instance, one of my Buckeyes players goes to the Browns, like Denzel Ward, it's that much better oh, yeah, absolutely. To, to enjoy it. And it stings when a guy like my favorite Michigan player probably in the last five years, Jabril Peppers, gets drafted to Cleveland. Yeah. I'm glad he got out of that shithole. Um, Man, he's playing good, too. I miss him. He is. <laughs> um, but, I mean, Looking at Bosa, um, you know, one, two, three, four years in the league, um, 40 sacks. So he's averaging 10 sacks yeah. a year. Um, young, pass rusher, got to get – that's probably the second or third most important position because, in football. Just because, I mean, it's it's easy to take Bosa. I don't get me wrong. I think Darwin James is a little better, at, you know, at his position than Joey is in his. And I don't know if this is easier for you – an easy question for you as it is for me. Um, would you take Joey Bosa over his brother Nick Bosa? No, I would not. No. I think Nick I, I don't know what Nick is it, better. Nick Nick just seems stronger, faster, just right down the list, man. I just to me I just think Nick Nick Bosa is way say way, but he's definitely better than his brother Joey. I think Nick Bosa sold it for me and like I said, this isn't any secret Ohio State loyalty or any of that stupid shit that you guys will say. You too, fucker, you like to do it. You like going. Ohio State deep down. But him sacking Baker Mayfield and doing the flag wave was fucking awesome. 
<laughs> I thought that was cool as fuck. But um, as a Buckeye fan, that is, that that is cool. I mean, it's funny. It's I, I mean, I, I just thought like it, funny I, don't know, I thought it was a little I don't know, a little weird just because he quit it, on it, him. It would have been different if he did like, quit on Ohio State. Been different if like that would have happened. Like the like Baker was still in college and he well, in college, yeah. like you're playing for the fucking San Diego Charger. I don't know. Don't get me wrong. As a Buckeye fan, I, I enjoyed it. I just thought it was kind of. I don't know, maybe a little corny. I guess that was just his first crack at him, but and then Mark, and then did you see Mark Andrews? Well, I don't think I did. When when uh, uh, the Ravens beat um, the the 49ers, Mark Andrews like planted the flag for Baylor or for ba- for Baker. Oh, really? Is he from? Is Mark Andrews from Oklahoma? He, he was Baker's tight end. Oh, okay. See, I, I didn't I didn't realize that. Um, so yeah, um, but getting back to what we we're talking about, Joey Bose is going to be my edge rusher. I pull out of that division. Um, not as good as his brother, but still a very effective pass rusher. Um, you know, looking back to this most recent year, he had eleven and a half of those sacks, um, sixty-seven tackles, forty-seven solo, uh, eighteen for loss. Uh, but he, you know, he hit the quarterback thirty-one times. So that pressure. Pass rusher, second, third most important position in the NFL. So I'll go there. Um, Let's go uh, to the Las Vegas Raiders. Now, that one's going to take some getting used to. Uh, The players that we would take from the Las Vegas Raiders. And that's actually kind of a tough one. Um, They're kind of going through a talent purge. Um, They're going through kind of a a transition. Some encouraging things at the end of the year, um, but – I'm going to go with a guy that that surprised me this year. Um, I didn't really see it coming. I thought the pick in the first round was a reach, but Josh Jacobs uh, put yeah, together a damn good year. Uh, I'm surprised you didn't year. go with Vontez Burfick. Uh, is he still a Raider? He got reinstated. <laughs> Vontez has been reinstated. Did he? Yeah. Wow. I saw that the other day. Um, but, um, you know, God – I, I, I was still going to root for Vontez Burfick, and I made a lot of excuses for him over the years, but, dude, that last hit was so bad. He could have fucking killed that guy. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Josh Jacobs, I mean, he came into the league as a rookie, uh, 1,150 yards, only seven touchdowns, averaging 4.8 yards a carry on 242 attempts. Um, not really big on Bama running backs um, here in, in, in the past, but, you know, it, it took Derrick Henry even a couple years, but now he's possibly the best running back in the game. Um, so I, I was never big on Bama backs. I didn't see this one paying off too well for him, but it did. Um, so I'm going to put him in the backfield. Got Joe Mixon back there. Got Josh Jacobs in there. We have a good running attack. Uh, got my receivers all set. So Josh Jacobs is going to be the man I pick. Um, so you get to fly out to Oakland. You get to pick a player off the team and bring him back to Berea and put him in Orange and Browns. Who you going with? Orange and Brown. Who you going with? Oh, this is. This is actually an easy one, man. Of course I'm going with Khalil Mack. You know, Khalil Mack. I'm just playing. <laughs> Who in the fuck trades Khalil Mack? Then spends a whole year saying it's really important and very hard to find somebody that can rush the passer effectively. <laughs> um, no, I, I'm, you know, Josh J- Josh Jacobs is, a gr- you know, going to be a great running back. And they have a they actually have a, um, a, a decent line in Oakland, especially um, for the uh, f- passing. Um, they're good. They're yeah. good at, you know protecting their quarterback um on on passing downs and you know when he has to drop back and pass um but the guy that uh I'm going to go with kind of came out of nowhere I mean you wouldn't a lot of people didn't even draft this guy in fantasy but it's uh tight end Darren Waller um, yeah he is a stud man 90 catches last season for uh, 1145 yards That's a lot uh, and, and, th- and three touchdowns and he was definitely 
um, uh, Derek Carr's favorite target. You know, even with uh, Tyrell Williams, you know, coming over from you know San Diego. Uh, I mean, he he was great. Um, you know, obviously there was some shit there with AB and shit. You know, AB didn't. Even, I don't even know if he even played, but he didn't even play a. He, no, he didn't play with one. He, he was, was too worried before. about his helmet. But yeah, but uh, Dar- Darren Waller, man, just he's a fucking. Freak athlete. Um, it's kind of what we say, and I, we've touched on it here on um, um, previous episodes. Is how important that that tight end position is, um, and 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 Darren Waller's, you know, is one of the one of the probably top five tight end already. And like I said, this guy came out of nowhere. Yeah, I I, I wouldn't disagree with that one at all. So uh, so let's uh, let's let's, let's finally let's got a tight around. end to block and twelve <laughs> yeah, receivers. Yeah. So. Uh, what about the Denver Broncos? Who you, who you going there? Easy. Are you thinking Joe Flacco? Of course. <laughs> no. Um, honestly, looking through their roster, that was a little bit of a tough one. Which are the Raiders? Um, the the Broncos. Oh, the Broncos. Did I say yeah. Raiders? I'm sorry. No, 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 no. You didn't. Broncos. I just thought you were saying the last one. The Raiders was still kind of tough too. To me, it was um, Waller or or Josh Jacobs. I I mean Von Miller's. An easy one to pull. It's a big name, but he's getting up there in age. I, I just got Bosa from uh, down there. And, um, you need to get, like, Philip Lindsay to go with Josh Jacobs. Well, I already got Joe Mixon. Kept Mixon. I'm just playing. Um, so I, I'm probably going to look into more of the internal kind of things, like the guys that play a little bit more on the inside and go with um, offensive tackle um, Garrett Bowles. He's cool story. Um, yeah. Kind of like in trouble, I think, as a kid a lot, if I remember right. But, uh, you know, young guy, uh, six, six, or I'm sorry, 6'5", 300 pounds, um, big, nasty, shore up the offensive line kind of guy, put him on the right side and send Bobby Hart to fucking Sweden or something. Yeah. Um, and, and, and lock down the, uh, the right side of the offensive line with Garrett Bowles, um, kind of somebody I've been a big fan of. He doesn't get a lot of hype. He's not really touted as a top offensive lineman. I personally just like him, and, and he doesn't really give up a lot of pressures, doesn't give up a lot of hits. So I'll go with him, big nasty man out of Utah, um, just to kind of sure up things and protect uh, my my uh, young franchise quarterback. I'm going to, um, like you said, real easy to go with Von Miller here. Um, you know, you pass rusher. But I'm actually going to go to the other side. And add another Chubb to uh, to the Browns. I thought here. about that. I'm going to go with Bradley Chubb, and I know that he's coming off a uh, torn ACL. Um, but the dude, when when you you know you put him on the other side of, and the Browns could have done this, um, and they didn't. They end up going with Denzel Ward, which you know it's it's not a bad pick. Denzel Denzel's a baller too. Um, but they they put him on the other side of Von Miller, and this dude was was screaming after the quarterback. I mean, yeah. he only two seasons in, and uh, you know was uh, was getting there. You know, and like I said, it's just the reason I'm taking him is because obviously I already have you know Miles Garrett there on the other side. Um, so I'm just going to put you know Chubb on that other side to where he's going to get a lot of one on ones, and uh, I I see him getting to the quarterback there a lot. Um, you know, but you know, Denver definitely has some good players. You know, Von Miller and uh, you know Chris Harris and um, who'd you take? Uh, oh, I uh, took Garrett Bowles. Bowles. 
you know, uh, uh, Philip Lindsay. You know, so there's there's some good players there in Denver, man. They just got to build on, you know, the team they have and and get that quarterback position fil- uh, figured out. <laughs> Drew Locke, dude, he's dude, he's fucking rapping, young Jeezy and young Jock and I, shit I'm, on the uh, sidelines, dude. And the jury's still out on him, though. Jury is definitely out on him, but I think he'll be the starter, and I actually think he'll be good. And he's uh, got himself a friendly looking girlfriend that's all over Instagram. Um, so <laughs> pervert, you know, man. Hey, I'm just saying she looks like a nice lady. But, yeah, I, I'm, I'm a big Drew Locke fan just because he's got that swag. Um, so let's move on to the Kansas City Chiefs. I don't know um, where I'm going to go here, man. Yeah, this one's really tough. Coming through the roster, nothing really jumps out at me. I mean, me. you can look at the roster and you can honestly be like, him, 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 but come yeah. on. Come on. You know, everybody should have the same answer on this. I mean, it, yeah, it's simple. Patrick Mahomes. That's right, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, and I say that. Knowing that on my team, I got my franchise quarterback, Joe Burrow. I say that sitting here wearing a smoking Joe shirt that's got Joe Burrow burning up a cigar after the national championship game. I'm all in. But it's Patrick fucking Mahomes, yeah, dude. Come on. That dude is. That Kermit dude is. voice and ketchup on the steak and all. Come on into Cincinnati yeah. and let's sling that thing. And sorry that we drafted John Ross one pick ahead of you. Man, just, you know. The a Super Bowl MVP already, a uh, league a, MVP. A league MVP already. This dude does it all. You know we've 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 said, you know what would he be without Andy Reid? But the fact is, is we don't know. I mean, I yeah, think we'll never you know, know. Well, we might. Andy might you know retire before he's done playing. Yeah, but he's had how many years to mold Patrick Mahomes into what he is? Oh though? yeah, oh, I'm just saying, I'm saying. You know, with coaching, you know, with how coaching is. Um, he would want to ring with Marvin Lewis. I mean, obviously, in my opinion, Patrick Mahomes the best quarterback in the league. Um, fucking has a cannon, accurate sidearm, left run, hand, run. no he, look. I mean, he can do just everything that you uh, everything that you want a quarterback to do plus more. But yeah, I mean, I don't even know if we have to spend a lot of time on that. But uh, Patrick Mahomes, um, actually, if I'm taking one player in the league, if you'd say. Hey, here's the list of every player in the league who you taking. I'm taking Patrick. Yeah, I, I, I would have to agree with you. I mean, like I said, I mean, sidearm balls, no look balls, throwing them with his off hand, just improvising. And he's great off script. What I love seeing, you know, going on, you know, Des Bryant's posting a lot of, you know, videos trying to know if he's trying to get back in the league. I don't care about Des Bryant. But Patrick Mahomes literally just won the Super Bowl a, a month, month and a half ago, whatever, however long it's been. The dude's already back on the field working. working. Dude. And that's what that's what you do, man. When you're great, you got to keep working. You know, you don't want to, you don't want to, you know, sit, you know, just sit there get and complacent. just complacent. You know, but you want to keep working on your craft, man. He's only going to get better. And he's like fucking superhuman healing powers. What did he do last year? Dislocate or break his kneecap? Dislocate or his some kneecap, shit and yeah. missed a week. Like yeah. what? Holy shit! Yeah, dude's legit, man. Mahomes, I'm a big fan. I can't can't hate on Mahomes, man. Mahomes is is the real deal. Yeah, big big Patrick Mahomes fan. Yeah, like, and I'm I'm with you. Anybody in the league, give me a roster with nobody on it. I'm gonna start it with him and build it around him. So, yes. Pat Mahomes, come on down to Cincinnati. Yes, sir. So you're just gonna keep it on uh, in, in the NFL here with the with the combine. I actually think they got out on the field today. Um, yeah, a guy got fucking. You know they do that gauntlet drill. Where they run across the field catching balls. This dude, I can't remember who it is, got drilled in the fucking face. It was hilarious. <laughs> Bray looking the wrong way. Look left. Look right. Get yeah. Drilled. Uh, I'm kind of gonna let you take on this one drew just for the fact that here's what i think about the combine this year personally um the two guys you want to watch aren't even going to throw 
and they're not going to do anything, and I don't blame them. Uh, and that's Tua, and that's Joe Burrow. Is is Tua not throwing? I know Burrow's not, but is Tua not? I don't believe. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he's why, even ready yet. Why would you? Well, yeah, he's got the medical. And Joe Burrow shouldn't. You know, Joe Joe yeah, Burrow. Why? That's been a discussion too. <laughs> you know, you know, why don't you do this? He can help. No, he would only hurt his stock. Let's go to your pro day with your receivers. You know, you know that you already have timing down with. You're probably still practicing with them. And let's see you at your best right there. I mean, the combine is pointless for either one of these guys, in my opinion. More, more, uh, um, more. It's more important for Tua, you know, just because of the injury. The sooner Medical. he can get back on the field, the better. Um, but Burrow, I just, yeah, he he shouldn't go. And I don't know. I'm not I'm not huge interested in it because I think the Browns are going to go offensive tackle, uh, and they should unless Absolutely they pick should. up uh, 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 Conklin from the from the Titans. Um, you know, I, but I think that's where they're going. So I don't know. I'm just not uh, high into it. It's not a top priority this year as it is in years past, just because of the, you know the guys aren't even really out there competing. So my biggest takeaway from the combine so far is that all you motherfuckers were wrong. All right, oh, the ones all that, you motherfuckers were wrong. Oh, he's gonna pull an Eli. He's hey, gonna I pull did. an Elway. No, I, you no, you I specifically said, I said didn't. What if? Yeah, you specifically didn't. You just said that you would laugh at me for like an entire year if it happened. Yeah, I mean, but he pretty that's much fair. came out and yeah, he's going one. And the fucking media, dude. After that, he said, "I'm a ball player. Whoever drafts me, I'm gonna show up." He said. I was never trying to be presumptuous. This isn't an exact quote, but it's the point he made. He said, I'm not trying to be presumptuous about the pick. I didn't want to come out. He said, I've been noncommittal because they may fall in love with somebody else. He said he would be excited to play for the Cincinnati Bengals. He will show up to whatever team drafts him, and the media is like, oh, well, he could have said, I would love to play in Cincinnati. Like, fucking stop. The narrative is dead. He killed it. Stop. Everybody's just looking for a story. That's all it is. Jesus Christ. But he came out. He said. No issues coming to play in Cincinnati. I can be home for dinner in two hours and 15 minutes if I want to. And a lot of people may not know, his girlfriend lives in Mason, right outside of Cincinnati. So, yeah, because uh, nobody really lives in Cincinnati. Yeah, nobody. Yeah. Living in Cincinnati proper sounds fucking awful. They all live in, like, Norwood. or, But, yeah. Um, but the, the, the thing that mattered for Joe Burrow at this was, and it was like, he's got tiny hands. Oh, my God. Like. All right. He was in the humid weather in the SEC playing against the most pro-ready teams you can play against. 60 Didn't fucking touchdown passes. I think he Nothing fumbled else. the ball four times. Yeah, I mean. Um, so he had a funny tweet, though. It said, uh, considering retirement after finding out the football will slip out of my tiny hands. Please yeah. keep me in your thoughts. I thought that was funny. Of course, Colin Coward said he's cocky and immature now, so he may be oh, this year's Baker. He's going to be. He, he may yeah. be the Bengals and Browns well, you guys, fans. You guys can, yeah, you guys can uh, join in. because We may bond over yeah. this. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, <laughs> I don't understand why people have such a problem with, with a guy playing with a chip on his shoulder. I mean, I get it. There are times I do want Baker to, to shut up. Um, yes. I don't think Burrow's going to be on that level. Don't get me wrong. I think Burrow is cocky. Um, I mean, just what he yeah. does after winning, but it's after he wins when he does it. That's uh, a difference. Yeah, you know, so, um, yeah, I mean, Joe Burrow, number one to the Bengals, and I'm about 99.9% sure of that. I think the Bengals are about 100% sure with that. But where the combine mattered for him was I don't think there was ever in the plans for him to throw um, or work out. He, he has his own his own thing he's been doing. He's been working out with Jordan Palmer a lot. It was nice of Jordan Palmer also to come out and say, you know, oh, well, Carson Palmer's been shitting on the Bengals and you're Carson's brother and you're training Burrow. And, and, and I watched the interview today. Jordan Palmer's like, look, man, when I was playing in Cincinnati, I separated myself from Carson. I was my own guy. Carson's saying his thing. I'm training Burrow to have the best rookie year that he can possibly have. Burrow's doing his thing. He's like, I'm not 
I'm not in all that shit. Yeah. He said, I'm, you know, it's a whole new regime. I don't know what things are like there. He said, I don't know what things are like at UTEP anymore. And that's where I went to college. So that was cool. Um, but what was important for Burrow was, I think, the interview process. Yeah. Um, you know, from what I've seen, he, he killed it. He's always been a well-spoken person. Um, no, never really said anything out of pocket. But um, I, I read a quote, and it, it, it's I, I took a picture of it on my phone. I can't remember who said it, so I apologize for not citing the source. But it says, during the 18-minute interview session, Burrow, looking more and more like the, he could be the Bengals' next franchise quarterback, reportedly had an engaged give and take with everybody from Bengals president Mike Brown. Uh, so it was obviously before so like Mike Brown actually talked. It was well, he it was obviously before 3 p.m. because that's when Mike eats nice. dinner and goes to yeah. bed. Um, head coach Zach Taylor, director of player personnel Duke Tobin, who is kind of effectively the Bengals GM, and offensive coordinator Brian Callahan. One club official not among that group said it was the best interview he had ever attended. Yeah. So um, Burrow has. Some proven shit. himself. Some, um, not, not to rain on the parade here, but man, there's some shitty names outside of Joe Burrow. Huh? Mike Brown. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Mike Brown, Duke Tobin. and uh, Duke Tobin deserves a little bit of credit for, for, for how things kind of picked up there for a little bit, I guess, because that's when he kind of came into the swing. But, uh, yeah, I'm not a huge support. I'm not going to fall on a sword to support that guy either. Um, there's a plan that can be laid out to fix the the Bengals relatively easily. I think they're going to have $55 million in cap space, but I'm going to tell you one thing that we they can they're sell. they're not going to spend on free agency. Well, I'm telling you one thing that they can sell to Joe Burrow. They already have 55. Get rid of Andy, get you 17 back. Get rid of Cordy Glenn, get you about eight back. Get rid of Kirkpatrick, get you about eight back. Get rid of Gio Bernard, get you about five back. Get rid of um, Bobby. There's an out in Bobby Hart's contract. He can, th- th- They're that, not going to take that. That, shit, that shitty con- But you can get $5 million back. I, I, I ran the numbers. I don't the have thing it all is, in front The thing of is, is this, though. That, you know, you can get hype about having all the money and all you want, but they, it's, they, they never spend in free agency. Well, you have to now. You have to spend a certain percentage of your cap money. With so many years, I don't know, there's weird ways to get around it and all that shit. And you know what the Bengals are going to do. They're going to pay the guys that are already there. Hey, you're turning 50. Here's here's $50 million. You know, that's just what they do. I mean, come on. Don't get me wrong. You should be fucking ecstatic about Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow had probably the best uh, season from a college quarterback that I've ever seen and probably anyone else. But don't get fucking excited about free agency, dude, because it's not going to happen. I'm not, I'm not getting excited. I'm just saying there is a path. That doesn't mean that it doesn't happen. But they can add a total of $42.75 million to it. And I don't expect it. I, well, Andy's gone for sure. Yeah. I mean, um, that, that, but yeah. I th- – they're, they're they top should try two. and keep Cordy. Yeah, and it, it depends, though. Cause I don't care how the relationship is. That, I don't the whole know. damn team changed when he came back last year. Yeah, but he's not going to play left tackle next year. That's Jonah Williams. How good can he be at, make at, Joe, at, at Joe, guard? Make Jonah Williams his first year right tackle. That's what I'd do. Eh, Cordy, Cordy Glenn changes the team. He a, did. A left tackle changes the team just like a edge rusher and a if quarterback. Anything. Not as much as a quarterback. But yes, a, le- a left tackle change changes almost everything. Oh, if anything, I'm doing this. I'm fucking sending Bobby Hart to Mexico on the bench. Uh, no, to somewhere far, far away. Like, like you always say, though, he Mike Brown owes him money, so he's probably not going. Anywhere. But he can get out of it and save money. When does that ever? It's an out in his contract. When has he ever cared about that? He it's, cares about saving money. On, more than you anything. know, it's always the same players with the Bengals. 
I don't know. I, I'm I, not. I, I, I mean, I'm not gonna. But the, I'm not just. I'm saying if it was me, this, this is what they do. They don't spend on free agency. They pay guy. They just keep paying these guys. You know, it's like Gino. You should have got. What He's you in could there too. Gino. You know, um, the one I always say you can argue Dunlap, whatever. I would personally let him go and let Carl uh, Lawson get some more playing time. Um, but yeah, I mean. I'm just saying there's a path to sell Joe Burrow on it. Not saying that they'll go down with it. And then what, you don't do it, and then he gives you a a fucking Carson Palmer speech. Well, I mean, that that, that was my thing from the start, though. What's he going to do? They draft him, he's not going to sign, he's just going to sit out? They own him for four years. No, 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 he's going to play. I mean, he's going to play. But I'm just saying, and Drake or Patrick, go. Please, please go somewhere. Resign Darquez Denard to play the slot, though. they, They have to, we've said this, like, and I and 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 I don't like the Bengals mainly just because of the fans. Um, but if you're gonna do it, do it right. You know, like be aggressive. Get aggressive in free agency. Get aggressive in the draft. You know, if you need to move up from that first pick in the second, move up, add another year to another first round pick. Absolutely. Like you need to be aggressive. Sitting back and waiting is 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 just gonna give you. Nothing from Joe Burrow because he's not going to be able to do it himself. Now, and you know, and there are people there is talking about how everything's going to be miserable in Cincinnati. Listen, I hate Cincinnati. I just said that, but that's that's not true. If you want to look at misery, go look at my team. Go look at the Browns. The fucking Bengals are going to the playoffs. You know, they're losing playoffs game playoff games, but they're going to the playoffs. You know, it's not it's not miserable like other people think now it, it's been miserable the last couple of years because you're coming to an end of an era with Marvin you know and you know you're, you have a new coach you know you, you get the number one pick but it all starts right here with Joe Burrow but it, it doesn't end there that's where it starts you got to right. get aggressive in the draft and you got to get aggressive in free agency and you got to help this guy out otherwise you're just going to break him and he's going to be nothing he's gonna be playing the XFL and that can happen but I, I don't have the teams in front of me, but I, I, I read this the other day, and I must have deleted it from my phone because I wanted to use it to talk about here. The narrative that Cincinnati is just this wasteland is I, – I get it, but in the last decade, and let's talk recent history, the Bengals have appeared in the playoffs more than 17 other teams in the league, over half the league. Yeah, yeah. They've been to the that's playoffs. What I, that's what I was just saying. So what, that was what I was understanding. Miami did some good things last year, but what's to say that he's better off to go to an organization like Detroit or Washington? Or, well, or any of the, the, the biggest thing that comes with the one, the biggest knock that I have against your Bengals is the fans. I'm not saying you're one. I'm not saying that the person listening to this right now is one of them. But listen, when they lose, you guys don't show up. If it wasn't for the TV deal, you guys would fucking get blacked out. You, you, you guys are fair. What a lot of you are. That started happening when Cleveland was very bad the last couple no, years. No, too. They, Cle- they, Cleveland was selling out. They they were never getting blacked out. Well, uh, they're the, always selling enough tickets. The blackout rule has been gone for five years now. But I'm saying before they got Baker, they were they were having attendance problems too when they were shitty. Dude, they had a fucking par- a parade of 0 and 16. That's how bad the fans wanted it. Like. That you're, you're not, the stadium. You're, you're not, yeah, but you're not going to see that shit down in Cincinnati. They only show up when they're winning. Well, there's a difference there that I can point out. I get Mike Brown. Listen, I get it. People and that's the are guy sending a team. message to him. Because Jimmy Maybe. Haslam, you can never tell me that since Jimmy Haslam's taken over the Browns with as bad as he's they've been, he's trying. Yeah, he's he, spending the money. He's doing the things. You know how he, owes, he probably owes fucking five different coaches still. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Because I love you. You're not going to work. Get the fuck out. So I think that I, I understand that 
and that can be seen as fair weather, but as somebody that has such a, a hand on the pulse of the Cincinnati fan base, people were saying we have to hit Mike Brown where it hurts, and that's in his pocket. But then the TV deal, the TV uh, deal came, and it, it doesn't matter. He don't care if you go to the game or not. Well, he's, yeah, he you does. Said that, you said this all season last year. The TV, he doesn't care because of the TV deal. The TV deal. deal makes him care a lot less, but if fans were filling the stands when they were shitty with Marvin Lewis that last year, Marvin would have been back. The stands were empty, yeah. and whether or not you care about the money or not or you're getting the money from the TV deal – as an owner of an NFL team, as lazy and cheap as you want to be, you don't want to be the team that always has the empty stadium. I don't think he cares. I uh, maybe not because he's I, fucking eighty five. I always, always kind of took the, dude, the the dude's back. I didn't really know until I kind of d- dug into it and seen it for myself how careless he actually is. Dude, you know how bad he fucked Hamilton County on that stadium oh deal. My God. The, the Bengals may leave in and, a few and that, years. And that's the reason why. Because he fucked them so bad, and then the county commissioner that pushed the stadium deal through got a cushy front office job with the Bengals right after. He fucked them hard. I'm not making excuses for Mike Brown by any means, but for the fans that didn't show up and didn't buy the tickets and didn't buy the beer and didn't buy all that, the whole stand was, and maybe maybe he didn't care because of the TV deal, but the, the idea behind that wasn't, fuck this team, we don't care, but it's, this guy cares about money, and if we don't give him our money for ticket sales and all that stuff, maybe something will happen. And I think that that led to the end of the Marvin Lewis era by a year at least. So listen, I, I understand your point on that. Well, listen, I just want to touch on that real quick. Listen, there are some really good, really cool Bengals fans. You know, there are some, it's just, you know, there are some that's, like, all right, this is what I see. But there's some that is just like, Andy Dalton's not part of the problem. He's never been the problem. Come on. He chokes. Come on. He can't take any kind of pressure there whatsoever. There were so, so many games on primetime or when it mattered that that guy just fucking sucked. And you guys will you guys will now admit that however many years later when Burrow shows up and you actually see what a good quarterback looks like. 2013 was the end for me. The, the Bengals-Chargers playoff game that we went to in the snow, you and I, he was diving for a first down, didn't get touched, fumbled. That's when I was like, all right, fuck this dude. Like, I'm out. I defended him for, you know, the first three, four years, whatever it was. But the dude likes no kind of pressure. And, yes, no, there are no. Bengals fans that will say, well, Dalton's a franchise quarterback. No, and I've said it a thousand times. Dalton can put up – he was putting up an MVP caliber season before he got hurt in 15. But in 2015, what did he have? Right. He had a great offensive line. He had plenty of healthy weapons, a healthy Tyler Eifert, a great run game. A did, he have Gruden? That the ball. did he have Jay Gruden? No, that was the Hugh year because Cleveland oh, swooped Hugh, in and got Hugh, Hugh the next year. And Hugh was a, a damn good – and Hugh probably still is a damn good offensive coordinator. Yeah. But, you know, that's what Dalton needs. He needs really good coaching because he's just not a really good quarterback. But yeah. uh, enough about those those uh, those those fuckers. I, no, I hate you motherfuckers were wrong. He's coming. I'm going to order the jersey from China right now, coronavirus or not. I don't give a shit. Big Dick Joe coming to Cincinnati. I don't give a shit. So let's get into the questions from our listeners on our Facebook page. I'm just going to go from top to bottom the way that they're appearing on my screen right now. Um, Aaron Lakes, you said that this was not your locker room because we went to the UD game and rooted for the Flyers. And we're not an anti-Frickers podcast. We went to Frickers before and after that game. So (laughs) if you hear this, stop with the hatred, but we'll answer your question. Damn good beer prices. Frickers. (laughs) And this is so funny to me. So, so funny. Why is Wilder blaming his walkout costume for his loss? I don't know if you guys caught that Tyson Fury, uh, Deontay Wilder fight, but man, he got his ass whooped and for said, seven rounds. Tyson Tyson Fury <laughs> fucking put it on him and said that 
he blamed it on the fact that his costume that he walked out in weighed 40 pounds. A bunch of and he shit. didn't have his legs. Yeah, he didn't have his legs because he got he got fucking his eardrum busted or whatever. <laughs> his equilibrium was. was off. Yeah, and fucking he was unbalanced, and you could see it. Um, after that, I was dude couldn't stand up. Man, Tyson Fury put it on his ass, and I I'm and I was in here uh, the, the Thursday before that, and I said uh, Wilder wins by knockout. But I thought God, so too. Was I wrong? And fucking uh, Tyson Fury, dude. He, I want to see so bad him and uh, um, uh, Joshua. Uh, what's his last name? Fuck, I'm drawing a blank. Um, yeah, yeah. Burnett, I, Joshua. We Burnett. were just talking about it at work today. I can't think of the guy's last name. And and to this point, my boy Cricket, we just talked about this the other day. Um, if you can't handle wearing a forty pound costume for a hundred feet walk. Why the fuck are you in a boxing ring? Well, why are you wearing it in the first place? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. You know, and my cousin John texted me this today, and he made a good point. You know what the most intimidating walkout I think I've ever seen in boxing was? It was Mike Tyson simply walking out with his head covered by a towel. Yeah. In his good. prime, because that was just how, a bad motherfucker. motherfucker and Fury have. came in on a fucking throne, dude, like a boss, dude. Sitting on a throne with the king, having fucking people carrying it. That was dope. But come on, Wilder. If you can't handle 40 pounds for 100 feet and then get in a yeah, fight, don't re- get in a fucking I, boxing I don't know. Man, I didn't see work. if he really said that, but if he said that, he did. what the fuck? He did? Yeah. And it wasn't uh, it wasn't Joshua Burnett, my bad. It's Anthony, Anthony Joshua is who, oh, I that's want it. To, who I want to see uh, uh, Tyson Fury fight next. I think that, I mean, two bit, you know, bigger guys, you know, Wilder's just kind of, you know, he, he kind of got outclassed in the fact that you knew all he had was that big right hand. Nothing else was going to work, you know. And, and like I said, Fury for seven rounds, dude, beat that dude's ass so bad that they had to throw in the towel. Now, listen, Wilder didn't want that. He's like, why would you do that? You know, let me go out, you know, and I respect that. That's what I respect the most. But – the dude was clearly unbalanced. You know, he he definitely didn't have his legs after he got took that uh, hard hit to the you know the head ear area. Oh no, uh, that fucks you but, up. You know, yeah, Tyson Fury though, man, just put it on him. And staying on that subject, um, I was talking to uh, he he goes by Cricket. His name's Jimmy Weathers. I work with him. He's actually a a big big boxing guy. He actually goes to a boxing gym and still does it himself. But he's always followed boxing uh, his whole life. Um, on that, he asked on there, were you surprised by how dominant Fury looked in his fight against Wilder? And uh, a point, I am a little surprised. A point that Jimmy made to me um, at work the other day talking was, you saw Fury come in there as a boxer. Wilder looked like a puncher. Yeah. And there's a difference. Yeah, oh yeah, there's a big difference. Um, That's what I was saying, you know, about the knockout. Yeah. You know, that he, Wilder was going for the knockout, and if that connected, you know, Fury might have been in trouble, but um, he couldn't, and he got outboxed big time. He, yeah, he looked like a puncher instead of a boxer. So, um, yeah, I was surprised how dominant Fury looked. Um, I thought Wilder by knockout, but I thought it was going to be a much better fight than it was. Yeah, um, I'm with you. So moving on to a loyal listener and a top fan, um, John Fisher asked, whose rookie year is more impressive, LeBron or Zion? And I think that's a good one. It, it, that's a damn good question. It's a little tough because Zion has only played a handful of games. Yeah, LeBron um, played 79 you know, 82. You know, it, it is tough. Um, I think Zion's going to be a star. Um, I think, you know, he's going to be great. I, You know, we sat in here and we were talking about John Morant is going to be better than him, but God, Zion is already quickly changing my mind with how athletic and, you know, they had a picture of how high that dude jumped in the Lakers game. Did you see that? Oh, yeah. Oh, dude. His like, hand was like as high as the top of the backboard. It was I'm insane. like, holy shit. 
Um, but John, I think I, I just I, I can't go away from LeBron's rookie year, man. LeBron is just a, a, an all-time top three player. Um, I mean, I just I don't you know Zion's having a great year, but I'm gonna have to go with LeBron on that. I am too. He played the full season. Um, the the injuries you are obviously are, have never been there with LeBron. Um, not that they will continue to stay with Zion. I just think from a, a pure basketball standpoint. Now don't get me wrong, Zion can dunk and do a, a lot of shit. LeBron could too back in his younger days, and he still can. But Josh Hart. Um, LeBron is just more complete, so I'm going to go with LeBron. Yeah, and I mean, I'm, we're looking at 13 games of Zion, right. and I can look at numbers for 79 in his rookie year of LeBron. And LeBron came in and played summer league. I know Zion tried to got got dinged up. Um, it's hard to go against LeBron. And I'm going to have to say that LeBron's was still more impressive, but something could happen. And at the end of the season this year, I'm saying something different. My knock on Zion. Not, not even a knock. My my worry about Zion is how long are those knees going to hold up? Right. Carrying that big-ass frame around, doing all those crazy dunks and blocking shots and flying around. How long do the knees hold up on that is, is my biggest concern with that. But, but I, yeah, I have to stick with LeBron's rookie year still. Um, but that's a, that's a great question. Um, so moving on, uh, D.C. Fortson, uh, kind of a two-parter here. Um, I'll, I'll go first on this one. Um, Let's get some MMA talk in here. It's been announced that Aldo and Zadejo, is that how I pronounce it? Henry Sahedo, yeah. Sahedo uh, will be fighting for the champions come this summer. Um, he said Aldo has a few losses here recently, and people are saying he doesn't deserve it. What's your take on that, and who do you think who who do you think should be fighting? Me, you, and Austin actually ha- had this conversation, um, you know, about Jose and Henry. Um, you know, and at first when it was announced, you know, like I said, we're in that group message. I'm kind of like, what the fuck? Like, why? Yeah, you were like, oh, you know, uh, Jose lost his last fight, but he clearly won it. He if won. That makes sense. He yeah. won it. He was kind of robbed by the judges. Everyone in the world agreed with it. Um, you know, and and you know, and Austin made a good point. You know, who else? Who who else is Henry going to fight? Obviously, TJ suspended, um, and, and all that sort. So I think at this point, yes, this is the fight to make. Um. I just think that uh, um, Aldo is 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 going to he's going to be a, a huge task for Henry Sado. So, so um, it's going to be one to watch. I think Henry pulls it out there, you know. But Aldo definitely has a shot, man. Aldo was at one point one of the best fighters in the world. He still is until you know Connor, you know, laid him out. But um, that's a great question too by uh, DC. Um, but you know, I like the fight now, uh, DC. I didn't like it at the beginning. But think about this. Who else? Who 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 else deserves that fight at you know at that weight class? Um, you know, with the, the, those smaller guys. I mean, I, I just can't think of anyone else. Yeah, and uh, the second part to his question is uh, he switched to the NFL. Um, the Panthers recently came out and said that they will um, be moving forward with Cam Newton. I'm not still sure on the I guess the rehab status of that injured foot. Uh, but he asked, do you think that it's a good move or should the Panthers look at? this draft class or maybe next draft class for their next quarterback. And Cam's contract is up after this coming season, so that is an option for them. They'd have a clear out. Yeah, um, I, I think they should have moved on. I think it's time. I think that's kind of, you know, it's very similar. Cam's obviously way, was, is, whatever, better, way better than Andy Dalton, but that's the kind of the situation that I look at. Um, it's just it's time at this point for to, to move on. Um, 
you know, but I heard it's the injury thing here. Maybe they're th- hoping Cam can get back before the you know the trade deadline and and, and move him for you know a Try draft you know a draft pick or something. I'm not sure. Uh, you know, I'm not sure exactly the outage on the money or anything like that. But I personally think it's time for them to move on from Cam Newton. I think that they easily could have, but looking at where they're picking in the draft, barring a trade and. There was the obvious Joe Brady is now the Panthers offensive coordinator, make a move for Burrow thing. I think now that we know that that is pretty much out, the Bengals aren't going to move that pick. They're going to take Burrow at one. Um, Tua's not getting past Miami at five. Uh, The Chargers at six could jump into the the Justin Herbert race. Um, Do the Panthers kind of reach and take on a a two-year prospect uh, project? that I think that a Bryce Love would be. I don't know. So I think kind of – I think word may have gotten around that, like, okay, we're not getting the pick out of Cincinnati. We're not going to be able to put Burrow with with Brady, Joe Brady. Um, So what do we do here? They're kind of in that purgatory stage that I think – the Bengals were at for several years because they were losing, but and they weren't the losing case, bad. I, if that's the case, I I get it. If they're like, okay, what what out there is better than you know than than Cam? Unless they think they can go get a Teddy yeah. Bridgewater, but apparently they don't. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I think I think I was reading something that has, this has a lot to do with the injury. Kind of just waiting for him to get healthy. Um. Yeah. I, I I'm kind of there with you. I think they could have moved on, but but looking at the draft order and what we know about some of the higher picks in the quarterback race. I mean, I don't think going out and getting a Phillip rivers is going to be any kind of nah. fix. I don't, you know, the, the free agent class isn't all that strong draft position wise. I don't know that they're going to get one of the top quarterback prospects. So I can see going into another year with cam, but I could have also had no problem with them moving on. Yeah. Um, so, um, Michael Stevens, I know he listens to our stuff a lot, uh, shares it on his Facebook page, trying to get it out to us. He said, Burrow excluded the question, who do you think in this draft matches the Bengals' play style the best? I don't think that's a big deal because no. um, I, I know he has a chip on his shoulder and a swagger and a confidence and cockiness about him, but I don't think he was going to sit on the podium and be like, well, I'm the best. Baker he, Mayfield would have. <laughs> you're right. No, you're I mean, if you're, 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 right. you're going to be cocky, be fucking cocky. But I, I don't. I wouldn't call Burrow necessarily cocky. He's I would, cocky. I would call it more confident than Dude, cocky. Dude, look at your fucking shirt. He's cocky. Well, Cincy shirts did that. that was, he was just smoking a cigar. The, the, he didn't sell this shirt. The fucking Cincinnati when, Cincy when, shirts what, website what, did. what other college fucking player have you seen smoke a cigar? They all did it. They did, were fucking balling. Before that. Before them. You ever seen it? I don't think I've, I've also seen never it. seen a player hand out saying, lots of cash. I, I, I'm, but you're, I yeah, mean, I'm, I'm just saying, like he is cocky. I think he should have just said right then and there, it's going to be me. Like Baker, yeah. Baker said, the, if anybody's going to turn around the Browns franchise, it's going to be me. And I like that. Yeah, and I, I love that shit. I love that too. That's going to make that team be like, yeah, 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 yeah. That's and our guy. I would have liked it if Burrow said that. I just don't think it's a huge deal that he did. No, I, I, but. And like I said, if you're going to be cocky, fucking be cocky. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, he got a two-part question as well, and this is something that, that would probably lean more towards your opinion um, as a fan. Is this a make-or-break year for Baker Mayfield? Yes. I agree. Yes, I think yes, it is. is. Um, you know, and, and, you know, you always want to give these quarterbacks time, but, dude, the, the fucking weapons are there. Um, you have a – a great offensive-minded coach coming in, and uh, Steph, uh, Kevin Stefanski. You have a um, you have great coaches around that. Um, 
uh, Van Van Polt from Cincinnati that was with Aaron Rodgers. Love him. I think he's going to be great with Baker. But yes, I mean you had one rookie season that has never been done, and then you had a very bad season when you got even more weapons. Like I said, I do blame that on coaching. But now you have one of the best offensive play callers in the league. That's going to open things up. And don't get me wrong. Baker can make these throws. If you don't think Baker can't make these throws, you're crazy. We know Baker can no, make throws. It. He's one of the most accurate quarterbacks um, in the league. I He's mean, fix his footwork. From, from, exactly. And that's exactly what uh, uh, Van Pult said. He mm-hmm. came out and he said, we've got to fix his feet. And that and that's right. No more throwing off. You said no, that all year last yeah, exactly. year. Exactly. No more throwing off your back foot. No more of this crazy shit. Um, you know, you're going to get a lot of play action. Um, you know, where so he's you're very see good out where of where he's the best at, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, I this is a make or break season for Baker, and I think I, I think Baker is going to have a great season. Now, you know, I wouldn't put my name. I'm not going to put my name on it. I mean, there's listeners, but yes, the, the answer to the question is yes, and my reply is Baker is going to have a great season ahead. It is a make or break year for Baker Mayfield, and they do need they need to get him some protection. He's not in a, a a situation where I think it's as bad as maybe a Burroughs walking into in Cincinnati, but they had some issues keeping him upright last year. They need to protect him, but it is a Baker break Left year. Tackles is huge. Um and you know, can that rookie slot in and be that? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Greg Robinson's not going to be it. He's uh, got a lot of pot to deal with mm-hmm. um, and maybe a lot of time in Super jail to deal with. About but what, 20 years. I I'm a Baker fan. I don't like the way that Baker has made a lot of Browns fans, they've become quickly one of the more insufferable fan bases in the league, um, as you feel about the Bengals. So I and guess I that's do, kind of and a rivalry thing. Yeah, but I, I kind of want to cut you off there. If you watch Baker go on, you know, um, talk to when he actually went in studio and talked to Rex Ryan and, you know, he went and talked to uh, Skip and Shannon. If you haven't seen it, it's real good. Real good stuff. From Recently? Ba- yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Yeah, that. within the last, you know, uh, couple weeks. He actually went into studio and said, you know, he's – Think Baker is to the point where he's done talking, good, and I love it. Good. Um, he, you know, he said he's putting a lot of this shit on himself as far as um, the negative feedback and and talking to you know walking out on 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 reporters and saying the shit that he says. Now, don't get me wrong, when you say something to somebody right after a game and they just took a bad loss or had a bad game, it's not the time. I can I can get getting frustrated. Frustrated. Oh, dude, I you do. Know, I don't obviously, play. Uh, I hate. I fucking hate. All of the uh, reporters down there in Cleveland. Look at what Tony, Tony Grossi. I was going to bring that Tony up. Tony Grossi just got just got suspended for calling Baker a fucking midget. Um, and but that now you see why that that is the same guy Baker walked out on when he asked that stupid fucking question. I mean, they're awful down there, man. There's a handful of good ones, but the reporters are just just they're awful in Cleveland. And um, but I don't know. Away from that, if you if you get a chance, Drew, you to watch that. Watch yeah, I'll check videos. that out. Uh, um, I think Baker's going to have a, a really good year, and I will. I'm calling it. I'm calling that one. How much of that is him really wanting to put that on himself, or him trying to spin the media narrative? Either way, that's the no, way to no, go he, about he, it. No, he he put it on. You know, he he stills taking the blame like Baker does. <sighs> But he's saying he needs to shut up a little right. bit. Right, what he's saying. I'm wondering if he really wants to shut up, or if he's just like, ah, I think he, I need I, to say that, and I will shut up. But either way, it's a, it's, I, I it's think the right. As move. you mature in the league and you start looking at these good quarterbacks, you know, your Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, right. Tom Brady's, I think you see he's like, man, 
All right, yeah, it's time for me to shut up. Well, and he just got outed for getting his dick sucked behind a cheesecake factory. Yeah, because, and if you notice, man, like, <laughs> he would do what somebody who got caught cheating is doing. He blocked her he, immediately. Well, well, well I mean, now he need block her, but his whole fucking Instagram and all that is about his wife <laughs> all of a sudden. It's like, you know, she's she loves him enough to stay, you know, with the money or whatever. He got that dick He sucked. got caught, you know, getting his dick he got sucked that behind dick the sucked. cheesecake factory by some whore. And, uh, she's not even that good looking either. No, she's gross. No, you know, but uh, he, that dude definitely got caught. Uh, so moving on, uh, my boy Weave, Kevin Weaver, uh, said, let's talk about the Houston assholes, uh, meaning the Houston Astros. Vegas has the over-under at 82.5 of being hit by pitches this year, and he's taking the over, and I think I am too. Yeah, I'm taking the over on that, man. Bunch of fucking cheaters. People do not fuck with that unwritten rule shit in baseball, and people are very mad that the players aren't getting more discipline. So. Yeah, I mean, come on. I mean, you know, you, you know what pitch is coming. Yeah. You know, there's been, you know, Mike Trout and, you know, and, and, and numerous other players have come out and said, if I knew what pitch was coming, I would have got it on base a lot more. Absolutely. You know, I would have hit the ball a lot more. Like, you don't think that that is a huge Massive advantage. advantage. Oh, hey, slider's coming. Hey, you know, fastball right down. I mean, come on. I mean, you, yeah, I mean, something should have been done more, man. You know, that's just, Astros, I don't get it. Astros players are going to come up to bat in the first inning and then see somebody already warming up in the bullpen and just know it's coming. Oh, yeah, it's always getting tossed. You're taking one to the head, bro. Um, so that's it. Um, moving on. Lisa Moore, my brother Mike's mother, asked, do you think will DC uh, – excuse me. Do you think UD will make it to the championship? I unfortunately do not. I do not. I don't. I would love it. No, don't get me wrong. There, there's um, – they're going to make a run. Yeah. You th- know, I think now I'm starting to think they're – yeah, I think they're going to get a one seed. Um Two minimum, three's out. It's one or two. Yeah. Um, it's just uh, the level of competition that they've played scares me. The um, you know, losing to the 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 two teams that were ranked, you know, but right. being close, you know, games they should have won, you know, um, scares me a little bit. You know, being the one seed, you know, you're gonna face that sixteen and then place that, you know, eight or nine, you know, and you're you're gonna be able to try and get on a run. But this is what we said kind of at the beginning of this episode here. Um, I think I would like to. I hate to say it. I would, I would like to see him. I wouldn't mind the loss to Davidson. Kind of kind of end the streak. Um, but then again, does that affect him getting that one seed and drop him to a two? I don't know. I don't know how they'll play in that. Uh, uh, but but yeah, I uh, I don't want him to go in there on this big fucking streak and all that, man. Now, if they did and they end up winning all, that would be. God, can you imagine the parties around here? We'd have to go to. We'd have to. Oh God, like dress we did last up real time? young again, shave our beards off, and just go down there. My beard's not going and, fucking anywhere. It'd be you know be students again, like we did that one year, you know, years and years ago. But uh, unfortunately, I don't. But I would love to see it. Yeah, um, man. I thinking about like, and and I saw a thing today that was kind of cool. Um, they're saying you know this season's about more than basketball. Um, Dayton's had the mass shooting, the tornadoes, still oh. in the uh, opioid epidemic. Very cool story that can be attached to it, and that can lift them up. And I think it has done a good job of kind of lifting the city up through what was a pretty dark time. Yeah, it's um, a good point. So you know, th- there's shit, more th- shit like that just seems to happen and happen, sports. fall in place. Like, yeah, you know, kind of like the the Kobe Bryant de- right. death. You know, what will the Lakers do? I mean. 
I th- so you know that that could play into it, but I unfortunately do not think that they'll win the championship. I think you know my my rooting order to win the championship would go Duke and then Dayton in the tournament. Um, but Real unfortunately, close. I don't think I'm going to get to see either of those. So um, I was I will say this. I'm going to come out and say this. Fuck it. I think Dayton has a better a bigger chance than Duke. I think they do too. I just. Yeah. Uh, too much inconsistency I've seen from Duke. Too too many letdowns. Too many games that just slip by that shouldn't. Um, so that that wraps it up for our Facebook questions, and I think that about does it for this episode. Yeah. Um, stay active with us. We'll post this up tonight. We'll have some more stuff going on coming into the weekend here in sports. Uh, NBA is really really kicking into gear. Um, college basketball, obviously March Madness is on the way, and then um, check out the full reports that we've saw from players on the combine, um, and then we'll probably transition a little bit more into you know some of the free agency stuff. Um, that's going to be a f- super fun time right here, yeah. man. Uh, I hope a lot of people get involved with that. You know, the free agency. You know, we're friends with a lot of people that uh, like a, a, a different teams. Yeah. You know, get get involved. Like, who do you want to see? That's a good one. You know, who who would you like to see your team pick up in free agency? We'll hit that next week. Yeah, I mean, so uh, we'll put that out. It's going to start getting fun, like he said. You know, the the um, uh, conference championships and the. Uh, uh, March March Madness, they're both around the corner. Um, NBA playoffs isn't too far away. Um, you know, obviously the combine's gone, but we're gonna have you know the uh, the, the the free agency and then the draft. So it's gonna get uh, it's gonna get fun here, and we have a, we're gonna have a lot to say about those things. I have the most fun when I'm you know reading the questions and getting the feedback from the people that take the time to listen to us. So we appreciate it. Uh, tune in with us next week, Locker Room Talk Uncut. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.